Welcome, everybody, to The World is a Mess, and I just want to steampunk it. This is episode 86, February 24, 2023. I am your host, Steampunk Star and I am here in North Hollywood, California, USA, with my co-host, Daniel Bertison. He is in Bellwood, Ontario, Canada. How's it going, Daniel? I'm doing good. Just, yeah. A little better. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're doing better. Um, you know what I just saw? I just saw Picard episode two of season three. And I was completely blown away. It really surprised me. I It almost put tears in my eyes. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I, I did. I was like, after season one and two of Picard, I was like, God, this is season three is probably going to suck even more if they reunite all the next generation crew. Oh, spoiler alert ahead if you haven't seen the card seasons one and two uh, for those of you who are listening. But, you know, they never did a proper send off of next generation because Star Trek Nemesis, which came out in 2002, uh, bombed at the box office and it was the first star trek movie to actually lose money so they uh you know canceled the sequel to nemesis that they were going to do and which had janeway in it and kirk well janeway appeared in first contact she had a brief cameo as admiral yeah they were going to go to the nexus janeway and janeway and and the car were going to go to the nexus and get kirk no wait no wait wait uh cisco and then they would have gotten first. So they would have been a, everybody would have gotten together. Yeah. And they were going to do a proper send off, but they never got to do that. And so this start, this feels like a proper send off. And it's been getting rave reviews from a lot of Star Trek fans and reviewers. And I was like, I, I never thought like seasons one and two of Picard had Riker in it, but he was like a cameo appearance. He had a very minor role in season one. And uh, Guinan was portrayed. The actress just did not betray Guinan in a good fashion. Q appeared in season two, but was done in a cheesy and non-rational way. It made no sense that he's just well, dying. He was he was dying because like there was like, a war in the continuum, and I guess like, like they never got- explained it. They never explained. It. You could say that, but they never explained it. So yeah, season two made no sense that he, you know, and then it made no sense that, I, I hated the character of Captain Rios anyway. Made no sense that Admiral Picard would even allow Rios to stay in the 21st century because that would affect the timeline. And apparently it did affect the timeline because he created a non-profit medical group in which one, uh, Beverly Crusher's starship is named after. I can't remember. The well, name. yeah, well, it, they were off the grid, though. They were off the grid, so it didn't. Apparently really affect- not, because they had a starship named after his medical group, like Beverly. Oh, yeah? Crusher. yeah, the ship that I watched a review where they talked about that. The ship that Beverly Crusher had. Okay, so in episode one, you see the return of Riker. Like Riker has a major role in episodes one and two. And I like the relationship, that dynamic between Riker and uh, Captain Picard and seeing them in a, in a stressful situation, in a critical situation again, um, 
you know, and you could tell that, you know, um, Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Franks, you know, are friendly towards each other. They're familiar with each other. So that makes really good acting because they've had decades of experience acting together. And so, yeah, it was beautiful to see Riker in action again and to see Bucard in action. And, um, you know, it's always good to see Seven of Nine. She's also one of my, she's probably my favorite character from Voyager. And she's one of my favorite Star Trek characters as well. And so, um, that was beautiful. Um, so you have, you know, Beverly Crusher is distressed and she's getting attacked and her ship is hiding in a nebula. And then there's this other like insect, black insect, like predator ship. I, they mentioned the name, but I can't remember the name. I'm really bad with my names of stuff, but uh, so you have like in this mystery like there's this young guy ha- helping Beverly Crusher, and they're on a, uh, a medical ship, and the medical ship is under attack, and Beverly Crusher has to fight off this attack as these aliens beam on her ship, and she is heavily bleeding, and she barely survives. She has to go into like a a cryostasis container just to survive, and it's up to her son Jack Crusher who we get introduced to and the actor who plays Jack Crusher did a really good job, you know, and, you know, basically, uh, you know, she says, trust no one. She sends an encrypted message to Picard Starfleet communicator. And it was neat homage that like he had his old, the communicator from the enterprise D in storage and it went off and, he got this encrypted message and then he has to try to accommodate her ship. And what was the name of that captain that he, that he tricked? You know, uh, not sure. Well, it's not, it's not that important, but the captain, yeah, the actor who played the captain, I thought he was a really good job of playing a dickhead. You know, you know, he was this, you know, by the book Starfleet captain who didn't want to take any risk. And you can tell he didn't really like the card and he didn't really like Riker. And he's the captain of the USS Titan. That was cool to see the USS Titan. And they referenced that that Riker used to be the captain of this ship. So, but Riker is basically a Starfleet captain reservist at this time. He's semi-retired, but he does hold the rank of captain. He's still active duty. Uh, Picard is fully retired admiral. And so... You know, it was neat to see that Seven of Nine was willing to go out of her way and risk her career because she's the. Oh, first. yeah, Captain Shaw. Captain Shaw. Captain Shaw. And then you have Seven of Nine, who is uh, the first officer, uh, whatever her last name is. I got, like I said, uh, Annika, t- Annika Hansen. Annika Hansen. Okay, yeah. So, uh, first officer uh, Hansen, uh, or AKA Seven of Nine is the first officer on the USS Titans. So this had been in the expanded universe novels of Star Trek. You know, they, you know, there was like a whole novel about Captain Riker on the Titan. So it was nice to see the ship that Captain Riker used to command. Yeah. And it was nice to see the USS Titan. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a gunboat. I thought the Titan was going to be like one of those big, you know, like warships, but instead it's like, 
a ship uh, of exploration. This is a ship of exploration. Yeah, yeah. So it has weapons, it has torpedoes, and it has phasers, but it's not a combat ship. But that's that's true with most Federation ships. I mean, but I, the, hope, I hope the Enterprise, the new Enterprise they show, I hope it'll be like an all-purpose ship. But yeah, they said it was a Neo-Constitution class. Yeah, a Neo-Constitution Neo Constitution class. class. But yeah. it looks like an ancestor of like the galaxy class it looks very similar it, well it looks like a mashup between like if you took a, a first generation constitution class and crossed it with a galaxy class but yeah i actually like the design of the starships this season season one and two the starship designs were crappy like particularly season one like the romulan ships look weird they look like disembodied you know battleships floating through space and they look the cgi was just so crudely done that the romulan ships didn't even look like romulan ships in season one but yeah well uh, they were just starting out they were just starting out well the they event. weren't starting out they just alex kurtzman is an a-hole and he has decades of next generation movies and episodes to go by but he apparently doesn't really do his homework but apparently uh, Alex Kurtzman has responded to the criticism. They brought in new writers. I don't know who's writing. Terry Metalis. Okay, what's he? See, you're good with those names. That's why I need you as my co-host. So, uh, what what did Terry? I've heard that name before. What did he do? What did Terry? Uh, I think I think he 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 was involved in Picard season two. I think he was. I think he was a writer on Picard season two. Now he's a showrunner. On Picard season three. Oh, okay. So you could tell there's a different showrunner. And they've actually done a, jo a good job. Like, I was anticipating, I was like, oh my, I, I need to see season th episode three now because I want to know what happens. So now I'm on the edge of my seat. I never thought I would feel that because after the lackluster performance of seasons one and two of Picard, I was really pissed off in season two and I was really pissed off in season one. Mm -hmm. uh and you don't even if you're a next generation fans guys mm -hmm. just watch Picard season three and skip what seasons one and two because continuity wise this has nothing to do with seasons one and two um you know i'm also glad that they did away with the murder doctor i hated her character as well uh so Raffi actually does a good job. You find out that she's undercover as a uh, Section Thirty One. Um, I know she's Starfleet. She's Starfleet she, she's a Starfleet intelligence officer. And she's undercover, yeah. and she's trying to un under uh, uncover this plot, this conspiracy to to destroy destroy Starfleet Academy, and that was a good subplot, and. Uh, Unfortunately, she's not able to prevent that, and then like 117 cadets get destroyed, and Starfleet Academy in San Francisco gets destroyed. So that was interesting. So there's this mystery, and I have a feeling that it's tied in with that predator ship, that uh, bounty hunter ship. Anyway, and then the um, let me bring up my one of my windows. But yeah, and so then episode two, because episode one is like, okay, the card has to trick the captain. What's the captain's name again? Uh, Shaw. Captain Shaw. He has to trick Captain Shaw 
into going all the way to the edge of Federation space to rescue Beverly Crusher. And then you get some hints with Jack Crusher who he really is. And um and Jack Crusher um definitely doesn't disappoint because spoiler alert by season two you find out that Jack Crusher is actually Picard's son, which adds a whole new flair to this because you know Picard, you know, in the past they complained about how he's never settled down, he never had family. And apparently he'd had a falling out with Beverly Crusher. They they hadn't, you know, because they had been rom romantic in the past, but um, they stopped dating each other in the past. And apparently they had a falling out to the point where she hadn't talked to him in like 20 years. So despite their falling out, because she's in danger, she knows that even though despite their misgivings with each other, um, that... Um, you know, Picard is one of the few people that she can trust. So apparently there's a conspiracy at Starfleet. And so I liked how like Raffi, you actually get to see um, the, uh, a Ferengi. So she's like in the underworld and she comes across this Ferengi who has intelligence. And then she's lying about working for this Romulan officer. Are you still there? What's up? No, I'm here. I'm here. Let, let you know. No, so, let, sorry about that. I'm here. I'm let, here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let your mom or your parents know that you're doing a live stream. Yeah. So whatever yeah, they yeah. say or do is going to be recorded. Okay. So, uh, so you know, you know, it was nice. It felt like a proper next generation episode because you had the Ferengi, and so. Uh, that Fringy, um, do you remember the name of the character, the Fringy? Yeah, Sneed. Sneeze. Sneeze, that's right, Sneeze. No, 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 S-N-E-E-D. Oh, Sneeze, like S. No, no, Sneed, Sneed. Oh, Sneed. So Sneed was a good character, uh, although they, they ended up, spoiler alert, they ended up killing him off. And so... He, you know, she's lying about, you know, working for this Romulan and you, you find out that uh, Sneed actually had his, uh, the head of this decapitated Romulan. He's like, I know you're not working for this Romulan. And well, he, shows he, know, he was, a, I think he was no Ryan. He was no Ryan. He was uh, green. He was green. I, I thought there was a Romulan captain in there somewhere. Okay. Well, I mean, he might've been an Orion. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Sorry, my I misspoke. I need to watch the episode again because there's so many little details in there. But the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably watch it again because it was that good. Or no, I'm definitely not. It watching was it again. the visuals. Let me tell you, the visuals in this episode was way better than the, the last one. Yeah, yeah. So hey, have you seen you the find, you find you find out that you know she's got the decapitated head of this guy. And Raffi lies and says that she's working for this guy. And he's like, I know you're lying because I got his head right here. Yeah. And, like, and she also makes him do. She also she, he also makes her do drugs to prove that she's not working in Section 31. He's like, I smell Starfleet. I smell Section 31. And like, so are you? And, and, and she gets and she's tr desperately trying to find out 
who destroyed Starfleet Academy. And, you know, she's really putting it on the line. And you and she tries to contact her handler, and you find out that her handler um is telling her to disengage. And that was the interesting thing. That's the name of the episode. Episode two is called Disengage. Episode one is called The Next Generation. So which is a homage to Next Generation. And so you find out that her handler was actually Worf. Yeah, he just appeared. Like she was he in just trouble. Appears out of nowhere with uh, he just like impales. He just he impales. He impales like three people. He catches them off guard. Impales all three of them, and he and he decapitates Sneed. So yeah. you, you know, I hate that he decapitated Sneed because I would have liked to have seen him as a reoccurring villain because he was he was so. So such a typical evil Ferengi, but yeah. So, but yeah. So he comes in and rescues Raffi, and that's the cliffhanger. But before that, there's all you know with Riker and Picard. There's a cliffhanger because in Seven of Nine, uh, because you have this predator ship that looks like a like a black beetle. It looks like an elephant beetle. Like it anyway. looks kind of creepy. Like when it's very it's very creepy, and so you find out not only is Jack Crusher um, the son of Beverly Crusher and uh, Picard, he's also a wanted fugitive, and he has several bounties, or he's got a big bounty on his head because he's been smuggling medical supplies to other planets. Like, did you hear the rumor that that was Jack Crusher was the clone of her dead husband? So she cloned her dead husband, and you're like, that's kind of weird if true. Like, why would she clone her dead husband and, and adopt him as a son? What is she really doing with him? You don't think she would sleep with a minor, do you? Well, he's 20 years old because, you know, they said, you know, like, I liked how Racker is like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Because I think he's your son. Are you, I did the math. It, it lines up, you know, so he would be about in his early 20s, like 20, 21 years old. They said he hadn't seen. Yeah, actually. But- would so Picard... he's actually the character is about twenty years old because he has uh, Picard hasn't seen Beverly in twenty years, um, so, so that means, and, and so they that means... confirmed that that's actually his son. So, uh, so that may, that would make more sense than her j- cloning Jack, or or uh, what was Daddy Crusher's name? I can't remember his Jack name. Jack Crusher. Jack Crusher. Well, I mean, yeah, but you have the son named Jack Crusher, so I guess so that was interesting. Uh, but it kind of looks like him. It kind of looks like the older Jack Crusher a little bit. That's what. Oh, he. Well, maybe that'll be husband. maybe that'll be another twist, but I hope not. I liked it, the dynamic better that Picard has this son that he didn't know about. I think that makes it more interesting. Um. Anyway, so you know, he's like, and he tells the captain. Of the Titan, like, hey, that's my son. And the captain is like, hey, we need to give him up, so because I, I I don't want to sacrifice Jack Crusher, who is a criminal, for the crew of my ship, and that makes sense. But then he realizes, you know, after she hurls the other starship at him and it heavily damages the Titan, he the the captain realizes that um, that. Even if they gave up Jack Crusher, there's a good chance that she would still destroy the ship anyway. So they have nothing to lose but to make a break for it and go. 
So uh, he allows Picard to resume command of the Titan, which was pretty cool. And so they uh, they end up going into a nebula because the ship their ship is heavily damaged. They're not able to escape it, and that's left on the cliffhanger. And then that you know, of course, at the last scene, it switches to Raffi who nearly dies and she's like high again and she's relapsed because she's for the the sake of the mission she's trying to find out who destroyed starfleet medical and she's having to negotiate with these uh criminals of the underworld and after sneed gets killed you find out oh my god Worf is freaking back Worf is back and I, 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 I was like god this is, this feels like next generation they should have done this in season one you know, like season one was depressing, and and then season two was just stupid. It made no sense. Anyway. You got to admit, season one, you know, season two was way better than season one. Uh season one had a few good episodes. Season two was just mostly stupid. I liked the first episode in season two because it was nice to see Whoopi. Goldberg reply or reprise her role as Guinan, but I I was really disappointed that they didn't bring her back. They they had a younger actress portray her, and the younger actress didn't look or seem like Guinan at all. So, um, I mean, it was nice to see uh, Q, you know, um, back, but. Um, But, you know, let's see. And I wonder, I guess there's not going to be any Soji. I mean, I didn't really care for the character of Soji anyway. Me neither. Oh, she's with Wesley going through time. That's right. That's right. They wrote her off as well. And I thought they did because, like, Rio, Soji, and the murder doctor. Dr. Girardi. I hated Dr. Girardi. Like, why would mm -hmm. she even be allowed to stay at Starfleet Medical considering she murdered people in cold blood? So, well, I don't know. Maybe were, she they, was. Now she's a Borg. So they wrote her off as well. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. So, um, yeah, I like the character of Captain Shaw, even though he's an asshole. But and I liked seeing the Titan. I like seeing Riker working with Picard to rescue Beverly Crusher. I love seeing Worf. Man, I can't bring like apparently the rumor is is that they're also um Brent Spiner is gonna return playing a composite character. And what do I mean by that? He's gonna be part B4, part lore, and part data. How is that possible? Apparently, the rumor I heard is they're going to bring the lore out of storage, but lore is badly damaged because, like, he's missing the emotion chip and all that. And so uh, they use spare parts from lore and maybe some of lore's memory banks to restore lore. And so you end up with a version of lore with Data's memories because V4 had Data's memories downloaded, but apparently his positronic network wasn't as well-developed and couldn't handle all of Data's information. And so 
you basically will get a, a version uh, like a hybrid version of data lore. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I just hope it'll be a cooler version, you know, like, uh, you know, something more modern, you know. Well, and then I don't know how they're going to explain it, but apparently, because I saw a trailer, apparently uh, lore has uh, got flesh-colored skin for some reason. But, yeah. And he's got uh, white hair. So um, we'll find out, but that that's the rumor I heard is he's going to be a composite character. He's going to be part lore. He's going to be part data because he's got data's memories. And then he's going to be part B4. So maybe like a slightly less evil version of lore. So mm -hmm. maybe we'll get the proper send off with the entire next generation cast and the proper send off to data instead of I'm data and I want to commit suicide and rot to death on the couch. That was really lame and depressing mm -hmm. and seemed uncharacteristic of data that want to commit suicide like that. So, um, and I thought it was very disrespectful to the fan base. It was almost insulting. So yeah, this next generation is back. It feels wonderful. I'm so excited. So, you you agree with any difference of opinion with what I was saying? No, I no, I agree. I agree. Hey, do you think a lot of people say Worf is Section Thirty One? I don't think he's Section Thirty One. No, he is. They actually confirmed that because you find out that he's her handler. Because remember her hand? She got mad at her handler. Oh, well, she, yeah, so he she said, is? "Okay, did you not pay attention to the details? Okay, you're better with names, but I'm I'm better with like the details." Yeah. Okay. The whole reason why episode two is called Disengage is Raffi. Raffi is trying to find out who stole these weapons and these Federation weapons, and then they end up using the weapons on Starfleet Academy. They, they have like uh, some kind of transporter weapon that like trans blows up the build the base of the building and then beams it up at a higher altitude and then it crashes down killing 117 uh, Starfleet cadets. Uh, and then she's angry because she feels betrayed by her handler and she's never met her handler. She's communicating with him via text message. And she's like, I need, he goes, I demand a face-to-face -face meeting. And her handler says no. And he tells her to disengage. He's disengage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then the last sentence... Lorf only has like one line of dialogue and he comes in. How did he know Raffi was there? Because he was her handler. And so he comes in and he rescues her and he kills all of Sneed's henchmen. And then he decapitates Sneed and kills Sneed. And he picks up Raffi and he's like, I told you to disengage. So yeah, Worf was her handler because yeah. He told her to disengage. Worf is Section Thirty One. Are you These sure are... she's not? Are you, are you sure he's not Starfleet intelligence? That's what Section Thirty One is. That's Starfleet intelligence. Oh, I thought they were separate entities. Okay. Starfleet intelligence is Section Thirty One. That is oh. Starfleet intelligence. Oh, thanks for clearing that up. Okay, he says, "I told you to disengage." And that's the last sentence when they leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I re yeah. On the second time I watched it, I realized I was like, oh my god, Worf is the handler. Yeah, he's the handler. That's why he knew he was there. That's why he knew her life was at jeopardy. And he was the one that was 
telling her to disengage. That was the whole point, the name of the episode, Disengage. So, ah, we're down to the 10-minute warning. So, yeah, I mean, man, uh, it was so exciting. I am so excited. Uh, yeah. But then it's going to make me sad. I really wish they would have done this type of atmosphere with Picard and yeah, season also, one. You know what? And because and, and, we're only going to get one more season of Picard. So, But yeah, Star Trek is back. Star Trek is back. I never thought I would have said that. Like season one and two felt like a parallel universe version of Star Trek that was crappy and depressing. And, um, you know, of course, I didn't like the, the Jar Jar Abrams movies. Um, and um, I'm not a fan of the Kelvin timeline. Strange a New World. Strange think. New Worlds most of the time was mediocre to boring. Yeah. Uh, and this is exciting. I, oh my, I mean, you can tell that they got a new writer. You can tell, you can tell there's a big shift. And like the, the starship designs actually feel mm -hmm. like something out of Next Generation. Yeah. And I liked how it says uh, early 20th century at the beginning of, uh, of uh, season three, episode one. So this is like maybe a couple years later, because I think season one of Picard was the late 24th century. It was like 2499. Yeah. And this is the year 2500. Yeah. So that yeah. was cool to get a little bit further along in the timeline. So now we're in the early 25th century. Uh, I mean, I have never thought, like I said, it almost put tears in my eyes because I never thought that I would feel like like I, I had watched the sequel to Next Generation. I never felt that, you know, after being disillusioned with seasons one and two, I never thought that I would, you know, feel like Star Trek is back. But this actually feels like a sequel movie to Next Generation. This feels like the proper send-off that we should have had with the Next Generation crew. We're going to have to say goodbye to them eventually because Patrick Stewart's like 80 years old. You know, and they're all getting up in age. Um, but yeah. Um, see. I love how an IMDB. Okay. So Patrick Stewart. 4868. Uh. Or Jonathan Frakes is actually uh, 70. He's 70 years old. But, but yeah, um, you have the charisma and the charm of Jonathan Frakes reprising his role as Captain Riker. And this time he has a substantial role. And uh, Beverly Crusher has a substantial role. So does Worf, you know, of course, Captain Picard. We're right into a proper action scene. It doesn't feel like a bunch of... Like, the action scenes at the end of Season 1, like the starship battles between the Romulans and the Federation, it just felt like an afterthought. And then, or you know, you had uh, also those flower, you know, synthetic being flower ships that were fighting the Romulans. It just felt like a bunch of really low quality CGI 
and the ships looked like crap. And it was like, felt like, boo, 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 boo. like, like, like somebody had done a childish, you know, fan film and they didn't really know what they were doing. But this actually felt like a proper, um, uh, battle because you know the the titan gets damaged it it's able to fire torpedoes and phasers at this other ship that's attacking it and it has to hide in the nebula um and that feels more like what a real you know if if star the ships were real if the the battles they're the the uh the the ship the ship battles that you see in uh, Picard season three the ships look better the battles are better it it feels more realistic based on the you know the the logic that they've set up in that universe but yeah so man this is the it's long overdue and it's gonna make me sad because we're not gonna have a Picard season four apparently this is the last season but. You know, with Picard, you know, being with Patrick Stewart being in, in his 80s and then mostly the other cast being in their late 60s, early 70s, we're going to have to say goodbye to him eventually at some point. So this feels like the proper send off. I was actually surprised. This The first two episodes of Picard, I would give an A minus. Um, you know, because. um. The only the only gripe that I had, I mean, maybe we'll have some explanation, is in in Picard season three episode one, Beverly Crusher, you know, she has her phaser rifle and she's fighting these aliens who try to you know invade her starship. That you know apparently it's got a bare bone crew. It's only her and her son. Um. And there's one alien laying on the ground who she injured, and then she disintegrates him because she finishes him off. And I was like, God, that doesn't feel like a Starfleet officer, and it doesn't feel like Beverly Crusher, because Beverly Crusher, even if somebody was an enemy, she wouldn't kill somebody who was defenseless and unconscious. So it felt a little bit out of character for Beverly Crusher. Well, maybe we'll understand. Maybe these aliens are murderers. And they're helping to run medical supplies. But I have a feeling that it's not just a simple, simple bounty on Jack Crusher. There's something more deep into the conspiracy. And this Predator bounty hunter ship has something to do with the destruction of Starfleet Academy. Yeah. So also, you know what? When they scanned when they scan the ship, they they meant they they um, remember Jack said that he sent scanned photonic something photonic was on that ship. So there's yeah. people are saying maybe Moriarty's on that ship and they're going to transfer him off later on. And then it's going to get Moriarty. Oh, that's right. Cause in the trailer, Moriarty is supposed to return. So, so we're, we, we haven't seen Laura yet. We haven't seen Jordy LaForge. Now it was interesting. I liked how on the Titan, uh, you have, uh, LaForge's daughter. She, she's a helmsman on the Titan. And so I thought that was a cool nod to the next to the next next generation. Yeah, they gave her like a nickname Crash LaForge because she crashes everything and she's like a speed. Well, she's young, she's young, she's an ensign. Ensign LaForge was was awesome as well. Um and I think she's kind of you think she's hot? Yeah, I think she's kind of hot. Do you find her kind of hot? 
Yeah, I, I would like if she invited me. If she invited me into her room, I I definitely go there for like a nightcap. You know, if she invited me in bed. Well, we got to wrap this up because I don't want to get cut off. I want to do my exit line because I'd already yeah. a few minutes ago I already got the ten minute warning. I don't know if you got. Do you, yeah. When I get the ten minute warning, do you get the ten minute warning on your. Yeah, end? I do. I do. Okay, so we already got the ten minute warning. If I if I don't cut this off properly, it's just going to abruptly stop. So this has been a review, a special review of Picard Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2, uh, Next Generation and Disengaged. Awesome start to a new season. Star Trek is back, guys. Anyway, thank you for joining me. This has been The World is a Mess, and I just want the steampunk at Episode 86. You have a nice day, and I will see you 25 billion years. I will. Bye.